With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. NRL time now, and of course it is the sport that gives us so many storylines. And the man with the nose to the ground is the is the mole out of Australia. We talk to him uh, from time to time on the show, and he always furnishes us with his wisdom and his what he's hearing around the traps. Uh, welcome in, Molly. Yeah, good to hear from you, Staffy. Oh, it's the sport that keeps giving, as I say. I've got a few things I want to ask you about. First one, uh, there's talk, there's rumour, there's scuttlebutt. Sean Johnson, will he stay at the Warriors? Do the Tigers really want a 33-year-old halfback? Albeit, he's playing as well as he ever has, I think. Probably lost a little bit of speed, but... Do they want to offload Luke Brooks? Does SJ have a fit with the Tigers? What are you hearing? What are you feeling? Mate, I'm not hearing a lot other than the rumours, but they certainly make sense. And you don't have to be a genius to work out, and I don't know why it's taken the Tigers 10 years, but Luke Brooks just isn't the answer. He's got some individual skills. His form's actually been better of late, but... He, he, he's a solo halfback, you know, he, he's a running halfback, he, he takes the line on, he puts in little kicks, but he doesn't organise, which is, of course, he's Sean Johnson's strength. And with a young team around him at the Tigers, uh, that's why they're all running around basically like chooks with their heads cut off. You put Sean Johnson in there, you get his pinpoint kicking game, you get him telling blokes what to do, you get him putting blokes through holes, and... Uh, you never know, things might turn around. So it certainly makes sense, and I'm sure the Tigers are looking into it. Is Luke Brooks a good player in the wrong system? Yeah, I mean, last year they were talking about getting rid of him and sending him to uh, the night, and instead they sent Jackson Hastings. And I think they had their time over again. They, they might change that decision. It, it, was a, it was the sort of situation where... Not only did the Tigers need a change, but Luke Brooks needed a change. So, you know, uh, it was just common sense. But uh, as you know, Staffy, you've been around long enough. Common sense and rugby league, uh, it's in short supply. (laughs) I heard a great line about Luke Brooks a few weeks ago, and I can't remember who said it, but they just said, he'll retire as a player with potential, but he never fulfilled the potential. I don't know much how how much blame is that on him, on the coaching, on the setup, and all that sort of thing. And maybe with the Kalen Ponga Luke Brooks show at the Knights, maybe it could have worked. Yeah, it could have worked. And look, if you put Luke Brooks at number seven at, at Melbourne or Penrith, he might look all right. But uh, a, um, a fair to middling player uh, trying to steer a, a pretty ordinary team around the park, it's just not working. And I, I just sort of life for me and I've spoken to Tim Sheens about this you know and Tim's a very loyal guy and he has faith in people but uh, it, it's proved to the Tigers undoing hasn't it like uh, you know they went eight rounds without a win then all of a sudden they put these two wins together and even last week 20 nil against South I thought it wasn't a true indication but they uh, didn't play too badly so you know they had turned a bit of a corner but 
you know, the this season's gone. Um, and unless they can find a number seven for next year, um, probably next season will be gone too, which is why I think it just makes sense to have a crack at Sean Johnson. I guess the question I've got to ask you, would Sean Johnson be willing to cross the Tasman again for 12 months? I don't know, Molly, because he is very much a family man. Um, he found it incredibly tough with that time during COVID being away from his wife and child and missing them grow up. Um, think of the most um, passionate family man you can and double it, and you've got Sean Johnson. And, of course, Kayla's pregnant again. Oh, I don't. I, I don't even think a huge wad of cash would take him over if the, if, if the Warriors give him some sort of contract. I think he'd be preferred to stay here, but I guess... I don't know. I I, I, I doubt it, but um, SJ, he will make the ultimate decision. Just before we leave the Tigers, actually, Moley, um, huge change for them this year. Tim Sheens, Benji Marshall, Robbie Farah, completely new coaching box. Um, and you're right, their last three weeks have been better. Um, is it more... <laughs> Is it has it taken this long for them to get their message through or adjust the game plans or has this experiment worked? Uh, well, you'd have to say at, at this stage, uh, no. I mean, as, as I said, they they were not mates. So all of a sudden, they they found a bit of form, but uh, they're still bottom of the table. Uh, There's still a lot of work to be done. They do have some good young kids. Um, and in two or three years, I can see them being a fair side, but that's assuming uh, the likes of the Roosters, uh, the Rabbitohs, don't just come in and say, yeah, we like the look of this kid, we'll take him, uh, which often happens. And uh, the Tigers have been letting the wrong players go mm. over the last few seasons. Their recruitment's been pretty ordinary, but they have signed Scott Fulton to look after recruitment. And he's the guy who got all those good young Islander boys to Manly and uh, turn things around there. So that, that's a step in the right direction. But, um, you know, it, it's just a, a club that's uh, struggling. Um, the, the joint venture, I can tell you, the Balmain side still doesn't like the west side and vice versa. And it's the same situation at St. George Illawarra when we're talking about basket cases. The, the Dragons people don't like the Steelers people and vice versa. And you can see what's going on there. So... Uh, you know, it's a strange game, rugby league. You think after 20 years, these two clubs would learn to get on for their own benefit. But no, it's not happening. You brought up St George. Uh, the shambles of getting rid of Anthony Griffin. Now, maybe that that was the right decision, but the way they went about it, they told him, didn't tell the players. The media told the players. Ben Hunt blew up. It, it's a pretty messy situation for the Red V at the moment. Yeah, it is. Oh, mate, that, they are a, a complete mess. Um, you know, like, it, it, the, the what started last year, I mean, it, it, everyone makes mistakes when they sign coaches, well, unless you're Melbourne or uh, the Roosters. But uh, to, to re-sign Anthony Griffin when he was a, a proven failure for, for uh, this year was, was just crazy. It, it's not like the, the Broncos or the Roosters are going to say, oh, we want Anthony Griffin, you know, <laughs> let's find him for an extra year. That just baffled, you know, people in the game who knew what was going on. And um, he, he got poor people skills, Griffin. He didn't get on with the players. Uh, you know, they're all putting their sad faces on now and saying, oh, we let him down. Um, you know, we're sorry to see him go. But... Uh, 
let me tell you that, that with the exception of Ben Hunt, who is their best player, uh, most of them are, are quite happy to see the back of him and uh, are prepared to start over again. It'll be very interesting to see how they go this week. But of course, they've got, they've, they've got a, a totally new coach in there, Ryan Carr, who's never coached a first grade game in his life. Uh, no one knows who's going to be coaching them next year. Uh, no one knows what, what's going to happen with the players. I, I wrote today that there's a few players just, just sick of the, the mediocrity, the poor results, the, the board who, who are just clueless and, uh, and they want out. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a real mess and it, it's not going to be sorted overnight. So do they stick with this guy, Carr, to the rest of the season? I mean, there's talk of Jason Rolls, these these various talks. Do they just suck it up for the rest of the year and put Band-Aids on and bandages and rub their hands with sanitizer and and hope for the best next year? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what, what it's uh, come to, hasn't it? And, but you look at the Dragons roster, it, it's really not that bad, whereas you... You, you look at the Tigers, uh, it, it, it's pretty ordinary. They've, they've got a bunch of strugglers. There's, there's not too many guys in that Tigers team who'd make the, uh, the Storm, the Roosters or whatever. But, uh, I mean, the, the, the Dragons, Ben Hunt's as good as any halfback in the game on his day. And, you know, when they win, uh, it's usually because of him. Uh, Ravalava on the wing keeps scoring tries. Sloan at fullback got got real potential. Jack DeBellin's a good player. Uh, you know, they've, they've, they've got good players all over the park and they really should be doing better than second last. And, uh, you know, the only thing that's keeping them second last and not last is the poor old Tiger. <laughs> what happens with Anthony Griffin now? Does he just sail off into the sunset never to be seen again? I would say so. And, um, you know, I, I sort of feel for him in that he's... he's uh, Genuinely pretty nice guy. He's just a little bit out of touch, a little bit old. Uh, uh, he's now been sacked by three clubs. Uh, you know, so there's, there's got to be a message there. I, I imagine he'll go back to Queensland, which is his home, and with a bit of luck, he'll pick up um, a job um, in development or help in the QRL with um, you know, young kids. And he might do well there. He, he actually had very good results. Um, he started the Broncos with their NYC team, and uh, uh, I think he won a couple of comps there. Now, of course, they had some very good players too, so you don't know if it was the, the coach or the players. But um, on the positive, he, he gets paid out for the rest of this year to just sit on his hands. And I'm, you know, I'm sure you and I would, would wish someone would sack us and, and give us a few hundred grand to <laughs> sit and just sing, and uh, then I guess he reevaluates things. Uh, Tommy Turbo, what's up? With Tommy Turbo, he got skinned on the outside by Brayton Nakura, I think it was, uh, last week. Is he playing injured? Has he got, um, I don't know, has he, has he got motivation issues? He, he was amazing. He looked like an immortal in the making a couple of years ago. He's so far off the pace, his origin spot must be in jeopardy. Is there anything going on that you know that we don't? Well, mate, it is sad, and you hit the nail on the head. I mean, he he, he was the, the the game's probably best player a couple of years ago, mm. uh, and uh, injuries have played a big part. Uh, and I think the injuries are weighing on his head psychologically. I'm, I'm I, I play old man touch football, and I've got hamstring issues. And when I burst into the clear, I immediately go, "Oh no!" You know, is my hammy going to go now? And I 
I think he's in that same position. And you look at him when he makes a run, he rarely hits top pace anymore. I've been told, and I can't confirm it, that Manly have actually said to him, don't go at 100%, go at about 80% uh, just in case. And uh, that, that's how he looks. That's how he seems to be playing. He, he just doesn't seem to have confidence. He, he's obviously carrying some sort of injury and also uh, the psychological aspect. And you put it all together, it's, it's just not the... The Tommy Turbo of a couple of years ago, not even close, to be honest. Mm. We're talking to Moley. Uh, follow him on Twitter. You're easy to find. Just put in Moley and he will appear. Last thing I want to ask you about uh, the Knights. Uh, looking at um, easing their cap by uh, marketing out Brandon Best and Daniel Saifidi. I'm not going to ask you about that decision, but if Daniel Saifidi did come on the market, we need a prop at the Warriors. Would he be a good fit and do you think he'd make the sacrifice and come to New Zealand? Well, I know him and his twin brother Jacob are very close, and I, I think ideally they'd like to stay together. So that's that's one thing that's definitely not in your favour. Yeah. Uh, I, um, if I was the Knights, uh, they are two players I would be keeping. I mean, Bradman Best, uh, you, 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 I call him Bradman Beast. He, he, he just when he gets the ball, he's an animal. Like he, he close to the line, he's virtually unstoppable. I think he scored two tries on. The weekend, he's still only in his early 20s. He, he, he's got the physique of an Adonis, and he, he could be one of the best centers in the game in a couple of years and uh, be an Origin player. So, and, and so, Creedy, of course, already has played Origin. So, I, I'd find other, other guys to get rid of, quite frankly, but uh, clubs do silly things sometimes, so you never know. Uh, just in case we don't talk before Origin Moley, um, take a patch off or a hat off or a scarf off or a jersey off, I don't know, whichever way you lean. Who's more favoured going into Origin, do you feel? Well, I've got to say, it's, it's normally New South Wales who are, who are the favourites and, and who have, you know, they've got the bigger gene pool. They've got so many more players they can choose from. But right now, a lot of them, uh, like Turbo, uh I'm not in the best form. Even James Tedesco isn't killing it like he used to. Um, Nathan Cleary's playing okay. Uh, they've got a dilemma at 5'8", for Luai or Hine. Uh, both good players, but uh, up and down a bit. Uh, whereas Queensland, um, you, you just look at the Broncos and the Dolphins and the Titans, where most of their players are coming from, they're playing well. And uh, so their key players are, are in form. And... Uh, for that reason, uh, I'm leading, uh, particularly on a, on a neutral track game, game one in Adelaide, uh, I'm leaning towards the uh, the Maroons. Brilliant, Molly. Always good catching up, my friend. I do encourage people to follow Molly on Twitter. Uh, great insights to the game. Really appreciate your time today, buddy. No worries, Steffi. Stay safe.